0: Section 57 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yu in Singapore. The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2 by Cao Xueqin. Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolly. Chapter 53, Part 2. The next day, he had, needless to say, still more things to give his mind to. Soon arrived the twenty-ninth day of the twelfth moon, and everything was in perfect readiness. In the two mansions alike, the gate guardian gods and scrolls were renovated; the hanging tablets were newly varnished; the peach charms glistened like new. In the Ningwa mansion, every principal door, starting from the main entrance, the ceremonial gates. The doors of the large pavilions of the winter apartments and inner pavilions the inner three gates the inner ceremonial gates and the inner boundary gates straight up to the doors of the main halls was flung wide open at the bottom of the steps were placed on either side large and lofty vermilion candles of uniform colour which when lit presented the appearance of a pair of golden dragons on the morrow lady chia and those with any official status donned the court-dress consistent with their grade and taking first and foremost a retinue of inmates with them they entered the palace in eight state chairs and presented their congratulations after acquitting themselves of the ceremonial rites and partaking of a banquet they betook themselves back and alighted from their chairs on their arrival and the winter hall of the ning mansion the young men who had not followed the party to court waited arranged in a proper order in front of the entrance of the king mansion and subsequently led the way into the ancestral temple but to return to pao chin this was the first occasion on which she put her foot inside to look at the inner precincts of the chia ancestral temple and as she did so she scrutinised with minute attention all the details that met her gaze in the halls dedicated to their forefathers. These consisted, in fact, of a distinct courtyard on the west side of the Ning Mansion. Within the balustrade, painted black, stood five apartments. Over the main entrance to these was suspended a flat tablet with the inscription in four characters, Ancestral Hall of the Jia Family. On the side of these was recorded the fact that it had been the handiwork of Wang Xixian, specially promoted to the rank of Grand Tutor of the heir Apparent and formerly Chancellor of the Imperial Academy. On either side was one of a pair of scrolls bearing the motto, Besmear the earth with your liver and brains, all ye people, out of gratitude for the bounty of the Emperor's protection the reputation of the chia family reaches the very skies hundred generations rejoice in the splendour of the sacrifices accorded them this too had been executed by wang the grand tutor as soon as the court was entered a raised road was reached paved with white marble on both sides of which were planted deep green fir trees and kingfisher green cypress trees on the moon-shaped platform were laid out antiquities tripods libation vases and other similar articles in front of the antechamber was hung a gold-coloured flat tablet with nine dragons and the device like a dazzling star is the statesman who assists the emperor this was the autograph of a former emperor on both sides figured a pair of antithetical scrolls with a motto their honors equal the sun and moon in lustre their fame is without bounds it descends to their sons and grandsons these lines were likewise from the imperial pencil over the five-roomed main hall was suspended a tablet inlaid with green representing wriggling dragons the sentiments consisted of mindful of the remotest and heedful of the most distant ancestors a pair of antithetical scrolls was hung on the sides on which was written after their death their sons and grandsons enjoyed their beneficent virtues up to the very present the masses think of the rong and ning families both these mottos owed their origin to the imperial pencil inside lanterns and candles burned with resplendent brightness Embroidered curtains and decorated screens were hung in such profusion that, though a large number of ancestral tablets were placed about, they could not be clearly discerned. The main thing that struck the eye was the inmates of the chia mansion standing about on the left and right, disposed in the proper order. Jia Jin was the overseer of the sacrifices. Jia Shu played the part of assistant. Jia Zhen presented the cups for libations. Jia and Jia Zung offered up the strips of paper. Bao Yu held the incense. Jia Chang and Jia Ling distributed the hassocks and looked after the receptacles for the ashes of sticks. The black-haired musicians discoursed music. The libation cups were offered thrice in sacrifice. These devotions over, paper money was burnt and libation of wine were poured after the observance of the prescribed rites the band stopped and withdrew the whole company then pressed around Dowager de lady chia and repaired to the main hall where the images were placed the embroidered curtains were hung high up the barricaded screens shut in the place from view the fragrant candles burned with splendour in the place of honour of the main apartment were suspended the portraits of two progenitors of the Ning and the Rong, both of whom were attired in costumes ornamented with dragons and clubs with bells of jade. On the right and left of them were also arrayed the likenesses of a number of eminent ancestors. Chia Jiaji, and the others of the same status stood according to their proper grace in a roll extending from the inner ceremonial gate straight up to the verandah of the main hall outside the balustrade came at last chia jing and chia she inside the balustrade figured the various female members of the family the domestics and pages were arrayed beyond the ceremonial gate as each set of the eatables arrived they transmitted them as far as the ceremonial gate where chia xing chia zhi and his companions were ready to receive them from one to another they afterwards reached the bottom of the steps and found their way into chia jing's hands chia jung being the eldest grandson of the senior branch was the only person who penetrated within the precincts of the balustrade reserved for the female inmates so whenever chia jing had any offerings to pass on he delivered them to chia jung and chia jung gave them to his wife who again handed them to lady feng mrs Yo, and the several ladies and when these offerings reached the sacrificial altar, they were at length surrendered to Madame Wang. Madame Wang thereupon placed them in Dowager Lady Jia's hands, and Old Lady Jia deposited them on the altar. Madame Xing stood on the west east side of the sacrificial altar, and along with Old Lady Jia, she offered the oblations and laid them in their proper places. After the vegetables, rice, soup, sweets, wine, and tea had been handed up, Jia Rong eventually retired outside and resumed his position above Jia Qing. Of the male inmates, whose names were composed with a radical wen, literature, Jia Jing was, at the time, the head. Below followed those with a radical yu, gem, led by Jia Zhen. Next to these came the inmates with a radical cao, Ras, headed by chia these were arranged in proper order with due regard to left and right the men figured on the east the women on the west when dowager lady chia picked up a joystick and prostrated herself to perform her devotions one and all fell simultaneously on their knees packing up the five-roomed principal pavilion the inside as well as the outside of the three antechambers the verandas the top and the bottom of the stairs the interior of the two vermilion avenues so closely with all their fineries and embroideries that not the slightest space remained vacant among them not so much as the call of a rose struck the ear all that was audible was the report of jingling and tinkling and the sound of the gold bells and jade ornaments slightly rocked to and fro besides these the creaking noise made by the shoes of the inmates while getting up and kneeling down in a little time the ceremonies were brought to a close jia jing jia she and the rest hastily retired and adjourned to the jung mansion where they waited with the special purpose of paying their obeisance to dowager lady chia mrs yu's drawing-rooms were entirely covered with red carpets in the centre stood a large gold cloisonne brazier with three legs in imitation of rhinoceros tusks washed with gold on the stove-couch in the upper part was laid a new small red hair-rug on it were placed deep-red back cushions with embroidered representations of dragons which were embedded among clouds and clapped the character longevity as well as reclining pillows and sitting rugs covers made of black fox skin were moreover thrown over the couch along with skins of pure white fox for sitting cushions the lady chia was invited to place herself on the couch and on the skin rugs spread on either side two or three of the sisters-in-law of the same standings as old lady chia were urged to sit down after the necessary arrangements had been concluded skin rugs were also put on the small couch Erected in a horizontal position on the near portion of the apartments, and Madame Xing and the other ladies of her age were motioned to seat themselves. On the two sides stood, face to face on the floor, twelve chairs carved and lacquered, over which were thrown antimacassars and small grey squirrel rugs of uniform color. At the foot of each chair was a large copper foot stove. On these chairs, Bao xing and the other young ladies. Were asked to sit down mrs Yo took a tray and with her own hands she presented tea to old lady jia jia jung's wife served the rest of the seniors subsequently mrs Yo helped madame Xing too and her contemporaries and jia jung's wife then gave tea to the various young ladies while lady feng li wan and a few others simply remained below ready to minister to their wants after their tea madame hsing and her compeers were the first to rise and come and wait on dowager lady chia while she had hers dowager lady chia chatted for a time with her old sisters-in-law and then desired the servants to look to her chair lady feng thereupon speedily walked up and supported her to rise to her feet the evening meal has long ago been got ready for you venerable ancestor mrs yu smiled you've year by year shown no desire to honour us with your presence but tarry a bit on this occasion and partake of some refreshment before you cross over isn't likely in fact that we can't come up to that gold feng go on worthy senior laughed lady feng as she propped old lady chia let's go home and eat our own don't eat what she says "'In what bustle and confusion aren't you in over there, Smiled Thor clarity Lady "'With all the sacrifices to our ancestors, "'and how could you stand all the trouble I'm putting you to? "'I've never, furthermore, had every year anything to eat with you, "'but you've always been in the way of sending me things. "'So isn't it as well that you should again let me have a few? "'And as I'll keep for the next day what I shan't be able to get through, Won't I thus have a good deal more? This remark evoked general laughter. Whatever you do, she went on to enjoin her, mind you, depute some reliable persons to sit up at night and look after the incense fires, but they mustn't let their wits go wool-gathering. Mrs. Yeo gave her to understand that she would see to it, and they sallied out, at the same time, into the forepart of the winter apartments and when mrs yu and her friends went past the screen the pages introduced the bearers who shouldered the sedan and walked out by the main entrance then following too in the track of madame hsing and the other ladies mrs Yo repaired in their company into the wrong mansion lady chia's chair had meanwhile got beyond the principal gateway here again were deployed on the east side of the street the bearers of insignia the retinue and musicians of the duke of Ninggu. They crammed the whole extent of the street. Comers and goers were alike kept back. No thoroughfare was allowed. Shortly, the wrong mansion was reached. The large gates and main entrances were also thrown open straight up to the very interior of the compound. On the present occasion, however, the bearers did not put the chair down by the winter quarters, but passing the main hall, and turning to the west they rested it on their arrival at the near side of dowager lady chia's principal pavilion the various attendants pressed round old lady chia and followed her into her main apartment where decorated mats and embroidered screens had also been placed about and everything looked as if brand new in the brazier deposited in the centre of the room burnt fur and cedar incense and a hundred mixed herbs. The moment Dowd Lady Jia ensconced herself into a seat, an old nurse entered and announced that the senior ladies had come to pay their respects. Old Lady Jia rose with alacrity to her feet to go and greet them, when she perceived that two or three her old sisters-in-law had already stepped inside. So, clasping each other's hands, they now laughed and now they pressed each other to sit down. After tea they took their departure but dowager lady chia only escorted them as far as the inner ceremonial gate and retracing her footsteps she came and resumed the place of honour Jia Jing, chia she and the other seniors then ushered the various junior male members of the household into her apartments I put you smiled old lady chia to ever so much trouble and inconvenience from one year's end to another so don't pay any obeisance but while she spoke the men formed themselves into one company and the women into another and performed their homage group by group this over armchairs were arranged on the left and on the right and on these chairs they too subsequently seated themselves according to the seniority and gradation to receive salutations the men and women servants and the pages and maids employed in the two mansions then paid in like manner the obeisance consonant with their positions whether high middle or low and this ceremony observed the new year money was distributed together with purses gold and silver ingots and other presents of the same description a rejoicing together banquet was spread the men sat on the east the women on the west Tusu, su new year's day wine was served also rejoicing together soup, propitious fruits and as you like cakes at the close of the banquet dowager lady chia rose and penetrated into the inner chamber with the purpose of effecting a change in her costume so the several inmates present could at last disperse and go their own way that night incense was burnt and offerings presented at the various altars to buddha and the kitchen god in the courtyard of madame wang's main quarters paper horses and incense for sacrifices to heaven and earth were all ready and the principal centre of the garden brought vista were suspended horn lanterns which from their lofty places cast their bright rays on either side every place was hung with street lanterns every inmate whether high or low was got up in gala dress throughout the whole night human voices resounded confusedly the din of talking and laughing filled the air. Strings of crackers and rockers were let off incessantly. The morrow came, at the fifth watch, Dowager Lady Chia and the other senior members of the family donned the grand costumes which accorded with their status. And with a complete retinue, they entered the palace to present their court congratulations. For that day was, in addition, the anniversary of Yuan Chun's birth after they had regaled themselves at a collation they wended their way back and betaking themselves also into the ning mansion they offered their oblations to their ancestors and then returned home and received the conventional salutations after which they put off their fineries and retired to rest none of the relatives and friends who came to wish the compliments of the season were admitted into old lady chia's presence but simply had a friendly chat with Mrs. Xiu and sister-in-law Li, and studied their own convenience. Or along with Bao Yu, Bao Chai and the other young ladies, they amused themselves by playing the game of war or dominoes. Madame Wang and Lady Feng had, one day after another, their hands full with the invitations they had to issue for the New Year wine. In the halls and courts of the other side, theatricals and banquets succeeded each other, and relations and friends dropped in in an incessant string bustle reigned for seven or eight consecutive days before things settled down again but presently the festival of the full moon of the first month drew near and both mansions the ning as well as the rong were everywhere ornamented with lanterns and decorations on the eleventh chia she invited dowager lady jian and the other inmates on the next day chen also entertained his old senior and madame wang and lady feng but for us to record on how many consecutive days invitations were extended to them to go and drink the new year wine would be an impossible task the fifteenth came on this evening dowager lady chia gave orders to have several banqueting tables laid in the main reception hall to engage a company of young actors to have every place illuminated with flowered lanterns of various colours and to assemble at a family entertainment all the sons nephews nieces grandchildren and grandchildren's wives and other members of the two mansions of ning and Rong. as however chia did not habitually have any wine or take any ordinary food no one went to press him to come on the seventeenth he hastened at the close of the ancestral sacrifices out of town to chasten himself in fact even during the few days he spent at home he merely frequented retired rooms and lonely places and did not take the least interest in any single concern but he need not detain us any further as for chia after he had received Dowager lady chia's presence he said goodbye and went away but old Lady Ja herself was perfectly aware that she could not conveniently tarry any longer on this side, so she too followed his example and took her departure. When Ja She got home, he, along with all the guests, feasted his eyes on the illuminations and drank wine with them. Music and singing deafened the ear. Embroidered fineries were everywhere visible, for his way of seeking an amusement was unlike that customary in this portion of the establishment. In Daoge Lily reception hall, ten tables were meanwhile arranged. By each table was placed a teapoy. On these teapoys stood censers and bottles, three things in all. In the censers was burnt by her Palace Incense, a gift from His Majesty the Emperor. But small pots, about eight inches long, four to five inches broad, and two or three inches high, adorned with scenery in the shape of rockeries, were also placed about, all of which contained fresh flowers. Small foreign lacquer trays were likewise being seen, laden with diminutive-painted teacups of antique ware. Transparent gauze screens with frames of carved black wood, ornamented with a fringe representing flowers and giving the text of verses, figured too here and there in different kinds of small road vases were embroidered together the three friends of winter pine bamboo and plum as well as jade hoar, happiness and honour and other fresh flowers at the upper two tables sat sister-in-law li and mrs xu on the east was only laid a single table but there as well were placed carved screens covered with dragons and a short low-fitted couch with a full assortment of black cushions reclining cushions and skin rugs on the couch stood a small teapoy light and handy of foreign lacquer inlaid with gold on the teapoy were arrayed cups bowls foreign cloth napkins and such things but on it spectacle case was also conspicuous Dowager lady Da was reposing on the couch at one time she chatted and laughed with the whole company at another she took up her spectacles and looked at what was going on on the stage make allowances she said for my old age my bones are quite sore so if i be a little out of order in my conduct bear with me let us entertain each other while i remain in a recumbent position continuing she desired hu po to make herself comfortable on the couch and take a small club and tap her legs no table stood below the couch but only a high on it were a high stand with tassels flower vases incense burners and other similar articles but a small high table laden with cups and chopsticks had besides been got ready at the table next to this the four cousins Bao Qing, Yun, Yu, and pao y were told to seat themselves the various vines and fruits that were brought in were first presented to dowager lady chia for inspection if they took her fancy she kept them at the small table but once stated by her they were again removed and placed on their table we could therefore safely say that none but the four cousins sat along with their old grandmother the seats occupied by Madame Xing and Madame Wang were below. Lower down came Mrs. Yo, Li Wan, Lady Feng and Jia Rong's wife. On the west sat Chai, Li Wen, Li Qi, Xiao Yan, Ying Chun and the other cousins. On the large pillars on either side were suspended in groups of three and five glass lanterns ornamented with fringes in front of each table stood a candlestick in the shape of drooping lotus leaves the candlesticks contained coloured candles these lotus leaves were provided with enameled springs of foreign make so they could be twisted outward thus screening the rays of the lights and throwing them on the stage enabling one to watch the place with exceptional distinctness the window frames and doors had all been removed in every place figured coloured fringes and various kinds of court lanterns inside and outside the verandahs and under the roofs of the covered passages which stretched on either side were hung lanterns of sheep-horn glass embroidered gauze or silk decorated or painted of satin or of paper round different tables sat chia chen chia lien chia huan chia tsung chia Jia Yun, Jia Cheng, Jia Ling, and other male inmates of the family dowager lady chia had at the early hour likewise sent servants to invite the male and female members of the whole clan but those advanced in years were not disposed to take part in any excitement some had no one at the time to look after things others too were detained by ill health and much though these had every wish to be present they were not after all in a fit state to come some were so envious of britches and so ashamed of their poverty that they entertained no desire to avail themselves of an invitation others what is more fostered such a dislike and stood in such awe of lady feng that they felt bitter towards her and would not accept others again were timid and shy and so little accustomed to seeing people that they could not muster sufficient courage to come hence it was that despite the large number of female relatives in the clan none but chia lan's mother nay lou who brought chia lan with her in the way of men there were only chia Ching, chia yn chia chang and chia ling the four of them and no others the managers at present under lady feng's control were however among those who accepted but albeit there was not a complete gathering of the inmates on this occasion yet for a small family entertainment sufficient animation characterized the proceedings about this time ling zhi wife also made her appearance with half a dozen married women who carried three divan tables between them each table was covered with a red woollen cloth on which lay a lot of cash picked out clean and of equal size and recently issued from the mint. These were strung together with a deep red cord. Each couple carried a table, so there were in all three tables. Ling Drishau's wife directed that two tables should be placed below the festive board, round which were seated Mrs. Shu and sister in law Li, and that one should be put at the foot of dowdy Lady Jack's couch. Place it in the middle, Old Lady Zha exclaimed, These women have never known what good manners mean. Put the table down. Saying this, she picked up the sash and loosening the knots, she unstrung them and piled them on the table. The reunion in the Western chamber was just being sung. The play was drawing to a close. They had reached the part where Yushuya runs off at night in high dudgeon, and Wenbao jokingly cried out, you go off with your monkey up, but, as luck would have it, this is the very day of the fifteenth of the first moon, and the family banquet is being given by the old lady in the Rongguo mansion. So wait, and I'll jump up on this horse and hurry in and ask for something to eat. I must look sharp. The joke made old lady Jia and the rest of the company laugh. What a dreadful impish child, Mrs. Xu and the others exclaimed yet poor thing this child is only nine years of age lady feng interposed he has really made a clever hit dowager lady chia laughed tip him she shouted this shout over three married women who had previously got ready several small wicker baskets came up as soon as they heard the word tip and taking the heaps of loose cash piled on the table they each filled a basket full and issuing outside they approached the stage dowager lady chia mrs Shu, and the family relative mrs lee present wen bao this money to purchase something to eat with they said at the end of these words they flung the contents of the baskets upon the stage so all then that fell on the ear was the rattle of the cash flying in every direction over the boards Xia and Xia had, by this time, enjoined the pages to fetch big baskets full of cash and have them in readiness. But, as reader, you do not know as yet in what way these presents were given. Listen to the circumstances detailed in the subsequent chapter. End of section fifty-seven. Recording by Cao Yuqing in Singapore.